I'm always looking for ways to get our teenagers to cooperate and show more respect. Do you struggle with their attitudes at home? No respect, I tell you. No, I know. I know. No respect. <laughs> for real. No, I mean, on a regular basis. For us, I, we got a lot of teenagers, so you can't figure out who it is because I don't want to talk about them individually. But the eye roll, you get that. When you oh. call it out, it'd be like, what? Talking back. What and are they're, all, they're, they're busy. Oh, yeah. They're too busy for whatever it is, even though they're not doing anything. Or you right. ask them to do stuff, they forget constantly. What did you remind me, Mom? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, and again, I love my kids. You love your kids. They're great. But we're not going to sit here and pretend like our kids no, are yeah. perfect because they're not. They're if you've met them, you're not. like, amen, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like clockwork. You know, we got enough kids where we've kind of seen it many times. And you get these sweet little 10-year-olds. Oh, my goodness. They're so ma- they make you want to have another kid. And then a couple years, here come the teenage years. You're like, man, do I know you? (laughs) And so this article is showing us, like, what's the secret for how to teach a teenager respect? But more importantly, how do we actually earn their respect? I don't have to earn their respect. Exactly. That's what I've heard. we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones. The ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is just hit that subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. The struggle with teenagers is never ending. I wonder, like, will you function in life? Hmm. They don't listen. I wonder, like, I'm like, dude, like, you're going to have a boss. You're going to have a wife you're going to live with. Like, you cannot live life like that. Yeah. Because I don't have perspective. All I see is like, really, right. this is who you're going to be when you get older. <laughs> you know, and just just yesterday I said to one of my kids, I'm, a, I'm a not going to give all the phrase so you don't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. I have three teenagers. Yeah. So I said to one of them, I know that you are blank years old and you think you know everything, but <laughs> why do they think they know everything? Everything. Especially, I don't know if your kids do And they this. just got up at noon. Yes. <laughs> And you know everything. (laughs) They'll watch me correct one of the kids and walk by and be like, you know, when I'm an adult or like if that was my kid or you know what you need to do. I'm like, hello, excuse me. They got everything figured out. Now, I've spoken recently with a school psychologist and, you know, we're friends. So we were just conversing about the struggles of raising teenagers and respect came up. And she talked about, and maybe Ron, you can speak to this, but the way, I know, the way that parenting has changed, especially with the, not just smartphone, but like Instagram, Google, Mm -hmm. which we talked about recently, how like, for example, we're not the influential voice that we used to be. Yes, that's true. Do you see that with your grandkids? Yeah. Previous to to my growing up, I think the greatest generation and, and early boomers it was more of a, you will obey me or you will face physical pain. Yeah. 
And um, they will take you out to the woodshed yeah. comment. Oh, my parents have stories about public school, too. Mm. Getting uh, physically disciplined in public oh, school? I mean, one kid, like, pushed down the stairs. By a teacher? But yeah, another one got in a fist fight with the teacher, and the teacher knocked him out. I could see that. Dragged him in the hallway, brought him to the office and said, when he comes to, tell him he's not welcome back in my class anymore. Oh, you know. When he got, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that has moderated through the years to where, you know, you're not supposed to physically touch your child. You yeah. put them in a timeout, lock them in their room mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And for different kids, things work differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are kids like... Our, our friend Kathleen would talk about when she was put in timeout, that was the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. because she's so social. Mm-hmm. She's over there in the corner by herself at dinner and everybody else is enjoying conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just distraught. Yeah. But there's other kids who they'd be like, I don't care. Whatever you do, I'm still, you know, I'm. you can make me sit here, but I'm standing on the inside. Yes, I've heard that expression. You said something that it was actually what she mentioned, the whole, you're going to respect me or else. Mm-hmm. And this school psychologist was like, that's not working, especially in this season of our in history with teenagers today. And so I like that this article gives us practical and creative ways. And she actually, t- this author touches on that and says, demanding respect doesn't work. Because then you get that kid. Yeah. I agree with that. You may get a rule follower. You may get, you finally followed my rule. But what you may end up with is a kid that says, but I'm standing up on the inside. And what I've seen with adults that I know now, what you then get is an 18-year-old that does whatever they want to. Did you really discipline this child? Did you really make them develop good judgment, which should be the goal of parenting? It's not just, I'm in control and I got you to follow my rules when you were in my home. Yeah, and I learned as a teacher, I went in, in my student teaching and early in my career, thinking my job was to go in there like a drill sergeant Mm -hmm. and just tell them to be quiet and listen. And I learned over time that the best way to work with teenagers was to extend respect to them. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. And when they stepped out of line, you correct, but you don't treat them like babies. Yeah. Uh, And then they, in turn, will, over time, Give you respect. Okay, just that thought. Do you know how crazy that sounds to some parents? You got to give respect to get respect back to a kid. You know, and that's, I think, where a lot of our parenting needs to be changed. I know, like, people a little older than me, like the past generation, they don't play that. They're like, no, you respect me first. I'm the adult. And psychologists say that that's called authoritarian parenting, and it's one of the worst styles. Yeah. But it doesn't work, and it creates children that later in life will have emotional and intellectual struggles in life. Yeah. And I think maybe to as we move further in the conversation, it's understanding what does it look like for an adult to respect a child? It doesn't mean you're, you're compromising in terms of your authority. We'll talk about that to understand how do we respect our teenagers so that we can earn their respect. Whenever I see a secret way to teach our kids, especially teenagers, how to respect us, I do a, <laughs> a heartbreak. I'm like, I don't care what I'm doing. I got to read this yeah. <laughs> because it's a struggle. It's not about demanding respect. It's about earning our kids' respect and modeling respect. So here are a few of the things that she mentions. 
The first one is knock before entering. Mm-hmm. It says, I, I know it's not an earth-shattering idea, and I know it's your house, but teenagers crave their own private space. Even if you don't allow closed doors, simply knocking and waiting for a response shows that you acknowledge this is his or her space. And it's not just like if they're dressing or not dressing, it's letting them know, I acknowledge this is your space and you deserve my respect. That's and- my door. Why I have to knock on my door? <laughs> did your mom do that? Let's go back to that point. Did you did you remember feeling that need? I, I don't remember my parents making a big deal out of knocking. Like I, I think they knocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you get teenagers, like I don't want to walk in on my daughter's changing. I don't want that for me or them. What about right. your son? Okay, because I get with girls. Is I don't want to walk on in, no. on him changing either. I don't think that's appropriate either. And so, I mean, I don't know. As they get older, they got maybe they're changing clothes. Maybe they just took a shower. I don't know. I, I can't keep track of everything like yeah. that. And so I think that's the entry-level reason why you would knock. But what this is saying is it's not just about No, that, it's right? not just about that. It's about they, it's their space. Kind of like how we feel about our own bedroom and about our own space. Sarah and I have that rule for our room. I don't care what's going on, what time it is. You knock before you come in our room mm-hmm. and you wait for an answer. Yeah. And we've generally extended that. I mean, I have times where they might have headphones in, I knock, or I knock while I'm opening the door. Okay. I do that sometimes. Do you guys not? Like, do you and Len do that with your teens? No, we don't do that. You just bust in there. Yeah, but the environment in our home is different. That's not a thing for our kids. Because this person says it's about knocking the doors, but it's also just in general, respecting their privacy. And so I do that. For example, their backpacks, even though we homeschool, we do different things outside the home. I don't just go in their backpack. So they understand I respect their authority. However, that looks authority. in our house. You mean space. Their, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just privacy. helping you. Their oh. privacy. There you go. In whatever way that looks like in our home. I try to show them that. When did you make the shift? We made a big shift recently where the older kids, uh, Sarah and I had the philosophy in our house of... We want shared spaces for the family and then, therefore, a boy's room and a girl's room. Mm -hmm. So we had higher value on multiple shared spaces Mm -hmm. than we did on everyone having their own room. Okay, And plus, I mean, goodness sakes, I have five kids. It's hard to find a five-bedroom house anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we have four-bedroom house. But we ended up recently, the kids asked over and over again, and it was creating a significant level of stress and conflict for some of the kids sharing rooms because their approach as they develop their own identities and personalities Mm. is so different than their siblings. Oh, wow. As simple as one of them loves, it's like a, they're like a, uh, I don't want to, it's such a negative word, but it's an animal, a pig, you know, pigs don't mind laying around in their own mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was that way as a kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't put stuff away. Still Mm -hmm. don't put stuff away. Look at me. Uh, But the other kid is a neat freak. And it was creating so much angst and conflict that we realized that our philosophy wasn't best for us anymore. It was good when they were little, but it became like they needed private space. Yeah, That's another way, I guess, of validating their personality, giving them dignity and Mm -hmm. respect. But I like that you said for our family, because it looks different depending on how the culture in your family is. This next way of showing respect, let him or her manage his bedtime and wake-up time. Why do you have such a problem with that? Do you realize what teenagers would do if you're like, just do what you want to do, go to sleep when you want to sleep? Well, do what I did. (laughs) What did you do? 
Oh man, I some nights, especially on the weekend. This is what happened on the weekends for me. Weekdays, yeah. I don't remember if I had a bedtime or I just wanted to go to sleep. I don't. Know, I've always liked sleeping. The weekends. Oh man, life got started when SNL started coming on, and then I'd watch that whole thing, and maybe I watched. I remember one night I watched the original Elephant Man movie, yeah. black and white. I, that <laughs> started at like two a.m. Yeah, I watched that whole thing. What? Okay, what about weekdays? You got to go to school the next day. You know, I and don't. your parents work. See, that's the thing that some families struggle with. If you go to work, you're gonna go to bed and leave a 14 year old downstairs. They got to go to school tomorrow. Well, Sarah and I face that dilemma because I get up so early. I, if I suddenly I want to make sure I'm awake last and I'm tucking all of my children in when they're 16, <laughs> I, I won't be able to do my job. Yeah, yeah. But here's my question in this one, because Sarah and I uh, shut down the internet and we turn their phones into bricks at 10 p.m. every day. Yeah. We don't tell them they have to go to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. In the, in the summertime, it's later. I think it's midnight in the summertime. They could stay up and read or talk to each other. I don't care yeah. what they do. But I think that it gives a measure of freedom. Yes, with some healthy boundary. Yeah. What about this person? A person texted in saying, earning a child's respect is wrong. My family members and friends have tried this. The results? Terrible kids. Trying this approach with students do not work. We must respect each other, but we are the adults. There are rules and respect. But again, they must earn my respect and vice versa. But one should never give unearned respect. Recipe for disaster. This is why we have terrible students and kids today. I've heard this from older people. It's interesting. One should never give unearned respect. But my children must respect me. But you've earned that respect by providing a home and food and yeah. protection for so, them. So respect is earned by tangible material things. Do you, well, do you partially. See the, but, but, but do you see the contradiction? Right? People One should never it. give unearned respect. Except if they're kids, then they have to respect me no matter what. I'm not saying yeah. like disrespect is allowed. But a lot of people define this by never question my authority, never question my decisions, never question my rules. That's disrespect. And I think that just from my experience and from my reading in psychology yeah. and yeah. reading parenting books, it's wrong. Yeah, if it's gone to that extreme where you, you do not allow them to question, it, it, it should be done in a respectful way. Not just like, you're wrong, dad. I hate you. Ah, off they go. But if they say, why do I need to be in bed by 10? And you can have a discussion on, you know how you're always so tired when you get up in the morning and you have to go to school? Mm -hmm. That's because you're not getting enough sleep. They're not going to change the start of school time. So therefore, I say you have to go to bed at 10 to ensure that you get the sleep you need. Okay, that makes sense. And see, I've encountered that discussion, right? Mm -hmm. And then the kid goes, well, yeah, but da -da -da. I said, hold on a minute. No, no. I didn't ask you to like my reason. Mm -hmm. You asked me to explain it. And I did. You don't have to agree with my reason. But in this house, we go with my rules. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people view parental child respect as because I'm your father and I said so. And psychologists have found time and again that that is not healthy. It's not healthy. And what I've seen in my own experience, and even after talking to my friend who's a psychologist, 
that dynamic, which I again I've heard, and I know people say you get terrible kids, it makes your kid resent you, and mm-hmm. it's it's like that verse that says, "Do not provoke your kids to anger." I think that's what you end up with a lot. And it also gets in the way of your relationship with your children as you're trying to disciple them. Art in Cleveland, what are your thoughts? Brian and Chanel, I'm going to make this quick because you guys don't have much time. But I'm of the opinion, uh, based on the Word of God, where it says uh, children are the honor of their parents. I think that doesn't have anything to do with the parents earning that. I, I think parents are in a, in a position of status mm-hmm. where God has put them. And uh, I think kids are to respect their parents because they are in the status of parent. And it's a position that God set and established in the family. So I think based on that, it, it's, it's similar to when I was in the military, <clears throat> folks had rank. And we respected the rank because of their status, not because of their character. Mm-hmm. And I'm not insinuating that a parent should have bad character. I'm just saying right. that children should respect their parents and obey them. Not based on their parents' character, whether they're good or bad, but because the Word of God says it. I'm getting off the phone. Okay. God bless you. Okay. Okay. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, I, I would have asked him a couple of questions like, uh, are honor and respect the same thing? I don't think so. I think what he was talking about, this is my opinion as a layperson, was honor. There's definitely, and I can think of many examples where a parent, a grandparent, uncle does not deserve your respect, but you honor them in terms of the way you treat them and engage with them and know where you, relative to them, who you are and all that. Respect is different. But can you explain, though, how they manifest differently? I know it's different, but I don't know what difference hmm. it makes. Uh But I think it's also, you know, this is why we need to deep dive into things and Mm. not just jet ski over them, like we said earlier, (laughs) if you've been listening all morning. It's possible we agree with Art, depending on what he means by respect. Yeah. Like, is it disrespectful to Art for your kid to go, why, Dad? Or Mm. remember when you did this with Jimmy, my my older brother, and now you're doing this with me. That seems inconsistent. Can you explain to me why that is? Is that disrespectful? Not to me. But is it to Art? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I would agree with that. Like, I don't think that's disrespectful at all. You want to ask me a question to clarify? You want to understand logic as you grow intellectually? Certainly. Because some people could think, if you respect me, I don't owe you an explanation. That's exactly it. Because authoritarian parents think it's disrespectful to question them at all. And that's not the kind of respect we're talking about here. Right? Yeah. And I think the respect to the teenager is, I mean, you're a thinking human being. You have reason. So you deserve, at times, because I've told some of my kids when I'm engaging with you, especially your dad, when he gives you a rule or whatever, you say, yes, sir. Len's big about yes, sir. And we'll talk about the explanation later because what those kids that are quick to talk back, the whole, well, why can come across as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if you really want to know, just sit on it for a little bit and we'll talk about it later. And ask in a better way. Exactly. You don't mm-hmm. have to talk to me like I'm a baby. Right. But you do, That's I think, respectful. in a lot of times deserve explanation because you're you're a growing young adult and and i should engage with you in that way in the military can you do that i've heard no right i don't think you can do that none of us but i've never right (laughs) but you don't go to your drill sergeant could you explain why you'd like me to do 20 push-ups please 
Right. You, you just do, do it as quick as you can. But Unquestioning whole... obedience is what's expected. And yet when you watch any great military film, right, when you're yeah. watching a movie mm-hmm. that's about the military, there's typically a moment where you're being asked to do something you know is immoral or wrong by your commanding officer and you have a choice to make. Hmm. So are you disrespecting by not pushing the nuclear button, <laughs> you know, in <laughs> yeah. one of those end of the world things? You yeah. see? I think it matters how you define respect. To me, honoring parents is there's a measure of respect that's given just by position. Right. Absolutely. And and ultimately, they are providing food, housing, shelter, protection. So many of the things that kids are taking for granted yeah. are being provided. And for that, they have earned your respect. But I do not expect blind obedience from a teenager. Mm-mm. An unquestioning, yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know that that's biblical either. Because I think we sometimes create more out of honor your parents than it says. The Bible says honor your parents, so you have to do whatever I say. That Is that would, what that means? Yeah. That would be a bridge too far. Honor your parents, and you're, you'll live a long life. Bible says that, so stop questioning me. Yeah. And, and in giving an explanation, I'm sure you would agree with that. You're also open to, you know what? You help me see things differently. Maybe right. we'll address this differently. Like, you have to give them credit, right? They're smart kids and, and yes I like, like where as, you're going as teachers I've even heard the thing of you get out of a kid what you put in so I treat my kids a lot mm-hmm. and I'm not I got a lot of mess but if I want you to do better if I want you to be a person of respect I want to treat you like you are so if I'm just mm-hmm. like you don't know what you're talking about it's what I say versus wow you got some great points look at the way you help me look at things differently let's try this and then we'll we'll revisit and see if your way worked And that's a model, and and you're hinting towards the gospel itself. Yes. Because the gospel says that you as a parent don't have all the answers and will make mistakes. Exactly. And your ability to be able to allow your teen to make those calls or even go back to them and say, I was wrong, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Right. Is modeling the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't think necessarily blind, unquestioning obedience models the gospel. The Lord does give us a choice, doesn't he? Like, I think we have to be careful not to turn Jesus into a benevolent dictator. And we've seen in different conversations we've had how the way we parent shapes the way our children see the Lord. We have to be mindful of that. Tara in Willowick, what are your thoughts? Hi, Brian and Janelle. <laughs> um, so I um, I don't have teenagers, praise God. Not yeah. yet. Right. <laughs> but I do work at, at Chick-fil-A with a lot of teenagers and we have a phrase, honor, dignity, and respect. And one of the things we teach at orientation is that respect at Chick-fil-A is freely given. Mm. It's freely given. And we teach them what that looks like. And we, we talk about their behaviors. And if something is like, like rolling of the eyes or snarling or snitching, we, we go through and talk through all those things. So they understand what it looks like and what's expected of them. And I think it's so, it's so hard to, like, we've even talked about that phrase, like, we don't believe you have to earn our respect. It's freely given. We expect it of everybody, even our guests. Yeah. And um, it is, it gives them a point where they have buy-in to want to be a part of that culture and want yeah. to interact that yes. way. So like if you allow it and you put it out there, and again, this isn't me interacting with my direct kids, so that's a little different, but it feels like they want to be a part of that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I feel like, how could you not? Like, God demonstrated that so many times in so many different ways. And 
he gave all that to us why we are disgusting and broken down and sinners. But it sounds to me like that's an environment in which there's reciprocal respect, not one way. It's not at Chick-fil-A. When your boss says jump, you ask how high. At Chick-fil-A, when you're asked to do something, you do it as fast as you can without any questions. Not even close. Definitely not like that. But. Right, but but that's where I, I think the rubber meets the road in this discussion. And so yeah. what what do you think then, if, if you're going to transpose that into parenting, let's just say it's your kid. I think we all agree yeah. that, re- that respect should be given to parents. But what does that exactly. mean? I do think that, you know, you allow them to ask questions and, you know, you do allow them to make mistakes. I would try like, okay, what kind of bedtime you want? And even I remember one time, Brian, you said, because remember when COVID happened, everybody was on their tablets, screen time was out the window. Mm-hmm. But like allowing my kid to have that, you know, even at four years old, she'll set her tablet down and she's done. That's right. Yeah. So it's I feel a- like it's allowing them to to push and, and learn and understand those kind of things. Yeah. Like, well, what does respect look like? Well, that's a little disrespectful and kind of guiding them through that yeah. and maybe yeah. not overreacting when something does happen. I'm kind of nervous that you tried that strategy, Sarah and I have, because I have no guarantees it's going to work super well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for us, it's worked where I, I'd see they do self-regulate. Yeah, exactly. They learn and they take a lot of our cues. So if, like, if we're over the top or if we're being rude or disrespectful, they're going to see that. You know, every, every little thing, my, my daughter repeats everything I say. She goes, what are you doing, little boy? I was like, oh, I say that, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst, isn't it? All of your bad habits are amplified in your children. (laughs) Awesome. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks for your comments today and for sharing that parallel with Chick-fil-A. It's, it's, I think really interesting as she describes that because at Chick-fil-A though, one could easily say, but out of the gate, there's an acknowledgement of respect being given without being earned. Mm -hmm. Yes. You see? Yeah. So I don't I don't have a perfect answer here. Do you have a perfect answer? Maybe somebody else does. I don't know. And this is another example of we live in an internet age where everybody wants a quick, easy answer. Yeah. And I don't think it's as easy as we want it to be. It's not. And it looks different in every home and it looks different with every child. Right. Yes, it does. Every kid. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello. You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.